The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic Pet Duo. lovers happy new year wishing you and your family of pets health happiness and much love in 2024 unfortunately dr fleck is out for a while he just had hip surgery and is recovering slowly so for the next few weeks we'll be having a variety of co-hosts feel free to send him your good wishes by writing to us at team at the uh, or you can also post a note to Dr. Fleck on our social media channels. Dr. Tina Wismer, you know her. She's the director of the ASPCA Poison Control Hotline, adjunct professor at University of Illinois at Urbana, and the Pet Buzz Advisory Board member. She was our first, and she's joining us today as my co-host. So welcome back, Dr. Tina. I am so glad to have you join us. Thank you. Good to be here. This is the second time you've co-hosted. So I, of course, I, you know, I was excited to have you. Big questions around this time of the year. You, I guess it's really what kind of, you know, New Year's resolutions. So uh, do you have any for yourself as well as uh, your pets that you could share with us? Well, I I know that we all want to have that lose weight, be more healthy, but let's be honest. (laughs) If I make that one, I'm going to fail. So I think my New Year's resolution is to spend more time with my pets and with my friends and family, right? People that make me happy, pets that make me happy. You know, I think that's a great resolution. I said, you know, in these uh, turbulent economic times, we are so stressed out and so obsessed with making sure that we can take care of our families that a lot of times we forget that happiness is such an integral part of our success on a day-to-day basis. I mean, I will tell you when I moved to Florida, I realized how much the weather played a role in my happiness every day. So if the sky is blue, whether it's cold or not, it always makes me happy. And I know if it rains, I know that in a few hours, the sun is going to come out. Uh, I think for me, my goals for 2024 is, uh, to continue to make this show the best it can be. It's it's one of my goals and learn more about different parts of the country and uh, the pets that live in various communities, whether it's, as I always say, urban, suburban or country. That's important for me. You know, it's funny, but and it reminded me when you said about losing weight, most people generally keep their New Year's resolutions for about two or three weeks. It's like they're going to run out and join the gym and because there's always gym specials those first three days of the new year um, or a week and they run out and join the gym and then they never go. So I hear you, girlfriend. I mean, and, you know, studies have shown that you can eat what you want in moderation and still lose weight and still look fabulous, which I know that you do. So I can't even worry about that. Can you? No. And I'm hoping that uh, walking the dogs, right, taking them to the park, um, interacting with them is much better than losing weight at the gym. Yeah. And, or, or turning down a piece of chocolate mousse cake. Right. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's hard for me because I am a diabetic and uh, yeah, my sugar's a little high right now. So I've had to cut out a lot of stuff over the holidays. 
you know, I, I will tell you this. I did make chocolate chip cookies. I only ate four. I gave the rest to a friend. Uh, I did have some chocolate ganache cake and I did have some tiramisu cake, but I didn't, I had like a slice, you know, and I exercised and I watched what I ate. I mean, it's possible you can do that, but really this show is all about our pets. So Dr. Tina, give us uh, the show specifics. Can you give us a rundown of the show? I can. This week on the Pet Buzz, we're speaking with author and certified feline behaviorist, Beth Edelman, and dog trainer, Alyssa Weimer, founder of Paw and Order, about our dogs and cats resolutions for the new year. This should be very interesting to get our pets perspective regarding resolutions. So let's get started. Welcome back, Beth. Dr. Tina, why don't you ask the first question? Beth, what do you think the number one 2024 New Year's resolution is for cats and why? You know, that's an interesting question. I think if cats really had a choice, they would say play more. I think that would be their resolution, more play. I think that's a great one. And talk about play a little bit. Is it play with themselves or another sibling cat or playing with you? I think all three of those, but especially playing with you. And that's because while it's fun to bat things around on the floor, that is fun, yeah? But it's even more fun when those things are moving and especially when they're moving in ways that are unpredictable. So the only way that that can really happen is if you're making them move. And so unpredictable movement, that's what excites cats. You know, and it's it's not about expensive, fancy toys. Every cat I know, every cat I know, no exception, will play with a shoelace. That's her go-to cat toy, the shoelace, <laughs> with supervised control, of course, right, Beth? Absolutely, because, you know, if you just leave a shoelace on the floor, a cat can get tangled up in it, that kind of thing. You whip out that shoelace when you're ready to play. I've never met a cat who wouldn't play with a shoelace. I meet people all the time. They tell me, oh, my cat never plays. I pull out a shoelace. That cat's going in a minute. (laughs) Well, let's talk about health resolutions. So what feline health resolution would Felix make? You know, I think cats would probably make two. The first is to get an annual checkup. You know, that's something that cats usually don't get, and it's really important. And I think the second one probably cats would make would be to lose a little weight, um, <laughs> which Bad is the cats. resolution many of us might make. Sure. So just like people, do. just like people that are overweight, because I think so many of us are overweight. I think it's like 56 uh, percent of cats are overweight. It's it's running neck and neck with dogs. Right, Dr. Tina? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, You know, it's interesting. I think and maybe Tina, you can Dr. Tina, you can jump in. See, I think that one of the things if I was a cat, I would one of my resolutions would be, you know, I know I have stinky breath, but there's not much I can do about it. What are you going to do? Because you always tell me I have stinky breath and then you embarrass me by telling all of your friends I have stinky breath. So what are you going to do about it? I would think so, because it is all about them. Um, So certainly uh, dental products, um, you know, chews, treats, and then, of course, getting dental cleanings along with your annual exam are important. Dental care is so neglected with pet owners. And, you know, we know why, because it's a hassle trying to, you know, brush your pet's teeth. And there's a whole bunch of new products on the market. But I, I really hope that 
people can take this conversation, especially this one resolution to heart and try to do something with their pet's teeth. They don't realize how dangerous it is in the long run to neglect teeth. And I think if you guys have been paying attention to the news, somebody just recently died because of their oral care. So if people can die from bad oral care um, because it affects the organs, right, Dr. Tina, Mm -hmm. um, and all those other good things internally in the body, the bloodstream um, and various other organs. So I think that would be one great thing. Okay. You had a question, Dr. Tina. I do. So what about cats and their photobombing nature? More or less for 2024? Oh, I think more. I think more because, you know, the, especially the internet was invented for cats. I mean, there's no question about that. We all agree on that, right? And so I think more photobombing in the coming year. I think photobombing of cats, it's important for us to remember that they're there. Cats, we don't often see them when we're out in public. And so they need to make themselves known in other ways. So I think definitely more. Now, I guess my question is, would a cat want to be doing more exploring um, inside or outside and his New Year's resolution? What do you think, Beth? Interesting question, because I think that goes in more with, it, it fits with what we said about more play and more exercise and all of that. Um, I think cats have this dual nature. On the one hand, they are very curious and they do want to explore, but on the other hand, they're also very cautious animals. And this has to do with the fact that they're both predators and prey. They're predators, but they're teeny predators. So they eat little things and big things eat them. <laughs> So they do have this very cautious nature, but I think they do um, like to explore. They just like to explore slowly at their own pace. They like to get used to things and then explore them. Charlotte, you and I have talked about, you know, teaching your cat to wear a harness and taking them out for a walk, which I think is a fabulous thing. I also, um, I let my cats out in the wintertime, just in the hallway of my apartment building. There's stairs there. They love to run up and down the stairs. There's three doors between my apartment and, and exiting the building. So there's lots of safety there in terms of letting them out in the hallway. And I do let them run up and down the stairs. So I think exploration, something new is important. Um, I get bored if I never leave the house. I know I'm not older than both of you, but you know. No, I do remember voguing. And I think a lot of it is, this is where our attention is, is focused. And so they're focusing their attention there as well. Um, I think that's a big part of it. You know, they just, as you said, they, they just want to be in on whatever it is that we're doing. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and our buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. A Rottweiler named Whiskey with hours to live brought back to full health. A terrier named Snoopy, paralyzed in all four legs, who ran and played again within months. These dogs are known as Marty's Miracles. Dogs brought back to health by Dr. Marty Goldstein. I've helped countless dogs thrive with one simple concept. Your dog needs a high meat diet similar to what their ancestors ate in the wild. Called the Miracle Worker by Forbes magazine, he's now created a premium dog food for you called Nature. 
Nature's Blend. It's the easiest way to support your dog's easy digestion, nourished skin, playful energy, and most importantly, their healthy, full life. For a limited time, save up to 54% off Nature's Blend and get free premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. Text love to 511-511. I'm so confident your dog will love it. Your order is backed with a 90-day guarantee. All pets are unique. Your pet's results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. You'd never knowingly feed your pup mystery meat or spoiled grocery store food. So why are those some of the most common protein sources in kibble today? Yep, the dog food ingredient, meat meal, can be made of spoiled supermarket meat and packing plant scraps. I'm veterinarian Dr. Marty Goldstein. Your dog needs a biologically appropriate diet similar to what they would eat in the wild. That's why I developed Nature's Blend, a freeze-dried raw food made with premium cuts of meat, omega-3 rich seeds, and superfood veggies and fruit. Bailey is 12 years old. He has been on your food for nine bags now. Nature's Blend is pantry safe and has zero artificial preservatives, additives, filler, or meat meal. He's got more energy, able to run around and play when our grandson comes. For a limited time, save 54% off Nature's Blend and receive a free pack of premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. I can't thank you enough. He's 12 and I'm enjoying every day with him. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text stop to opt out. Thank you for joining us on the Pet Buzz. The show is hosted by the dynamic pet duo. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Flackman. Well, we're back with feline behaviorist Beth Edelman uh, talking about New Year's resolutions that our fabulous felines would make. You know, Beth, before you leave, what resolutions have you made regarding your cats? It's playing with them more. This is the number one thing. And it's important to remember that playing is not cuddling. Cuddling is something separate and wonderful, but different. It's playing with them more. It's getting getting toys out, making them move, making them do interesting things, and not just waving them around like that, but I make the toys go under the couch, under a piece of brown paper, you know, really working to get them interested in playing. That's my number one resolution for my cats. Yeah, that sounds like a good one. I mean, I... I have playtime in the morning for my cats and in the evening, actually right before I go to bed. Dr. Tina, any resolutions you think cats would make? I think mine would um, like me to bring in small, more small critters from the outside. Um, live, I never... live or dead. <laughs> live, because they it's their best favorite toys, unfortunately. Um, I live in the, Illinois, in the middle of a cornfield. Uh, so when they harvest every year, we get mice in the house. Uh, I have an old farmhouse. And um, yeah, I think it's the best time of their life, um, you know, chasing those little guys around. So I think they would appreciate that. Um, my husband, of course, would not. Now, do they catch them and stick them in your bed or something? Um, many times I actually find them in the water bowl. They've drowned the poor critters. Oh, wow. My instinct is to say that is a violent cat, but not really because they're hunters and that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And then coupled with Beth's resolution of like seeing the vet, losing weight as hunters, they want to be sleek. They want to be able to pounce and bat. They don't want to be like 50 pounds. that can barely climb up the cat tree. Right, Beth? Yes. And I, I do think, Charlotte, it's important for everyone to remember that this is the nature of a cat. They are predators, so they're not evil or wicked or torturers or anything like that. They're predators and Mother Nature has programmed them to capture food when they can. 
this, you know, so it's really important to sort of, if your cat kills something, to just recognize that this is their basic nature. They're still the same sweet cat you love. They're not going to kill you, you know, <laughs> and, and, and to still love them and to, to just, you know, accept that this is who they are. Yeah, not just physical health, but also mental health is very important. And that's what Beth's been talking about. I think that's a great point, Dr. Tina. Well, Beth, thanks so much for joining us today. Can you give us your website? So my website is bethedelman.wixsite.com backslash cat behavior. Everyone who's listening into the Pet Buzz, Happy New Year to you and all of your pets. I look forward to talking with everyone in the coming year. Beth's our resident in-house cat expert. We always love having her on the show, as well as Dr. Tina. I mean, you have an emergency, a seasonal emergency. We got to have Dr. Tina talk about it because working at the ASPCA, she sees and hears so much at that call center. And then, of course, then there's analysis during the course of the year of all the things and the phone calls that happen. So it's so great that you two could be here, Dr. Tina co-hosting the show and Beth being here. I call her our super guest. Well, just to remind you that with certified feline behaviorist Beth Edelman discussing New Year's resolutions your cat would make. And remember, if you have cat questions, send them to us, the team at the Pet Buzz, or post them on our social media channels. We'll answer some of them ourselves. I'm sure Dr. Fleck uh, would love to answer some. And then, of course, we'll forward a few to Beth. She loves to help uh, cat owners solve all types of feline problems. Oh, and also don't forget to include a picture of your fabulous feline. Cats in pajamas is really a thing. And now the latest latest news about about celebrities celebrities and their pets. pets. It's obsession. Aren't they cute? According to cat lady Kate Beckinsale's Instagram feed, her cat Willow is the cat's pajamas or rather the cat is in pajamas. At the end of last year, Beckinsale shared pictures of her white Persian cat wearing a pink and blue sleep onesie. The actress has described herself as very much of a cat person who inherited Willow from her friend when her cat Clive died earlier this past summer. A few months later after Clive died, the actress revealed a new tattoo of his face with a series of stars around it placed on the inside of her forearm. A few weeks later, she shared another photo showing a sketch of the feline's eyes inked on her shoulder. Both tributes were inked by L.A based tattoo artist Dr. Wu, known for his detailed animal designs. He inked other pets for singer Miley Cyrus, mother of dragons Amelia Clark, singer Drake and model Brooklyn Beckham. Getting a tattoo of their pet's name or a full size portrait drawing is one way to memorialize your pet, but it's not an idea that's for everybody. Those who seek out this option ensure their pet stays close to their heart by inking them on their skin. Hosting today, Dr. Tina is making flex facts her own. Today, we're talking Dr. Tina's facts. Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fiction. Just the facts, ma'am. You want answers. I want the truth. So, Dr. Tina, what are we talking about today? So, it's common for pet parents with aging dogs to have concerns about mobility, especially if these animals are having problems laying down, walking up and down stairs, or limping. And these are definitely signs of chronic osteoarthritis. 
Now, the good news is we actually have a new treatment to help these guys. A new medicine is available called Labrella, and it's available from your veterinarian to treat symptoms of chronic osteoarthritis pain. And the disease will affect dogs of all breeds, ages, and sizes. Okay, so then what is Labrella? So Labrella is a once-a-month injection that provides long-term control of osteoarthritis pain. It's been shown to improve mobility, mood, and overall quality of life in our pets. It is a monoclonal antibody, um, and it works different than other NSAIDs or arthritis treatments that are out there. And what it does is it targets and reduces the effect of this nerve growth factor, which is the key factor in causing pain. So instead of daily pain relievers that can be forgotten, right? Did my husband give the pill? Did I forget to give it? Or easily overlooked, Labrella is a steady and enduring um, alternative. It's given once a month to constantly relieve pain. So where do you inject it on the dog and can a pet owner do it? So it goes under the skin. Um, so some owners may be comfortable doing this. Others may not. Um, it's relatively easy to give. And then how much does it cost? So depending upon your dog's weight, we're probably talking about 80 to to $100. And that would be per month. Now, it sounds really amazing, but, you know, a lot of cats have osteoarthritis. Is there something uh, for cats, too? So, yes, there's actually a cat version of this, and it's called Silencia. It's also made by uh, Zoetis, and it is also FDA approved, and it is available through your veterinarian also as a monthly injection. Anything else, Dr. Tina? I think that's about it. But if you're worried that your pet has osteoarthritis, right, they're getting slower, especially as the weather's getting colder, talk to your veterinarians about all the options that are available. That's all the Dr. Tina's facts for this week. Love that. Thanks, Dr. Tina. To learn more about these drugs, visit ZoetisUSA.com. That's Z-O-E-T-I-S-U-S.com. And speak to your veterinarian if your dog or cat is suffering. Up next, the I Like You of the Week, the Pet Buzz Mailbag, and our next guest, dog trainer Alyssa Weimer, discussing our canines resolutions for a new year. Stay tuned. What if you could help turn back the clock and help your dog play like a puppy again, no matter their age? Introducing Dr. Marty Pet's Nature's Blend, a premium freeze-dried raw dog food called the Miracle Worker by Forbes magazine. Dr. Marty is now helping dog parents right at home. I've helped countless dogs thrive with one simple concept. Your dog needs a high meat diet similar to what their ancestors ate in the wild. Nature's Blend is designed to support your dog's healthy lifespan with turkey, beef, salmon, duck, seeds, veggies, and fruit, and with zero artificial preservatives. When given the choice between Nature's Blend and Amazon's number one bestseller in dry dog food, 29 out of 30 dogs chose Nature's Blend first. For a limited time, save up to 54% off Nature's Blend and get free premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. Text love to 511-511. I'm so confident your dog will love it. Your order is backed with a 90-day guarantee. Study available upon request. Message and data rates may apply. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the best in pet talk radio, where we focus on enhancing the bond between pets and their people. I'm pet Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian, Dr. Michael Fleck. Let's kick off this segment with the I Like You of the Week. Did I find a deal for you? That's the way it has to be, because that's the way I like it. 
It's genius. die for. I like it. Well, cold weather and snow are starting to hit the country hard, starting with it this weekend. And dogs need insulated and waterproof coats to enjoy their time outside. Schneider's offers equine products for online sales and has a closeout special on DoraTech insulated waterproof reflective dog coats. Keep your dog warm and dry with 600 Danier waterproof, breathable poly outer cover with reflective stitching all around the binding, making your dog visible at night. 200 grams of insulation with the belly band fastening design offers a great mid-weight level warmth, making this adorable winter coat to keep your dog warm and dry. The coat is made with smooth, soft nylon for easy maintenance and comfort. The lining will not grab your dog's hair or collect the dog's hair in times of shedding. I love the fact that it covers the dog's hips. This is especially great for senior dogs with arthritis. The coat keeps their joints warm. Wash this very cool barn coat in cold water and line dry. Although a closeout, all sizes and all colors are available. Sizes extra small to 2XL in blue, green, orange, pink, and purple. The best part is the price. Reduced from $42.99 to $24.99 for all sizes, which is a 42% discount. Visit Schneider's at SSTACK.com. And that's the Ilikey of the Week. Mail call. You've got mail. June from Minnesota writes that her dog gets cold at night and she needs some advice about buying a heated dog bed. So can you help her, Charlotte? Well, thanks for writing, June. Many cat owners have asked this question lately, too. Just so you know that heated dog and cat beds are great, but not every pet needs one. If your dog or cat tends to shiver, has shorter fur, or is older, they could benefit from some extra warmth. Why traditional dog and cat beds offer pets a cozy napping spot, heated ones take things up a notch for those colder nights using electricity or reflecting their own body heat. Heated dog beds are great for keeping senior fur kids or tiny ones at their ideal temperature. Here's what to consider when looking for a heated pet bed. Heated pet beds are either made with an electrical powered thermostat that needs to be plugged into an outlet or self-warming technology, which uses your own dog or cat's body heat to keep the bed warm. Both are great options depending on your needs, but the former should be monitored to prevent overheating. A good heated pet bed should have removable covers for easy cleaning and additional warmth. You'll also find beds with removable heaters, which allow you to use the bed all year round without getting your pet too hot. Also with electrical powered pet beds, energy efficiency is something you want to consider. Otherwise, they'll increase your energy bill. Look for one with a low watt, but consistent wattage of not more than 20 watts, meaning it will cost less to run than a nightlight. Lastly, remember that heated pet beds could be a fire hazard, while electrical powered heated pet beds only use a relative low wattage thermostat. They could become a fire hazard if left unattended or if the cord gets water damaged or chewed prior to plug-in. In other words, they're not great for chewers. Joining us right now is one of my favorite dog trainers. It's Alyssa Weimer. Happy New Year, doll. 
Thank you. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me. You know, we've mentioned this in the past. We know that you were in the military. You were with the K-9 police, if I remember correct. Combat police. I wasn't K-9 officer okay. at that time. You weren't a K-9 officer. Okay. But before we move on, I want to thank you for your service to this country. Um, important to thank all my gal pals out there for the wonderful things that they do. And also, in a time when the military is not successfully recruiting, we need more focused and ambitious individuals, especially bright young ladies like you. So maybe before we start, you can tell us why you joined the military, because I think, you know, having you on a few times a year, it, it always I'm always so proud to have you on because I know that you are so dedicated to what you do. Maybe your advice about joining the military would encourage some young people uh, and even their parents who are out there listening. Absolutely. So I joined the military mostly because I grew up in not so wealthy of household, to say the least. Uh, I wasn't able to go to college and I did not want to get stuck in my hometown like everybody else I knew. I knew there was more out there, more to learn, and I wanted to just broaden my horizons. Uh, so I joined the military, which really built confidence in me as a person, my leadership skills, uh, just everything, I would say, the, the friends that I've made, the bonds that I've made, and even it led me to dog training because I was trained by a military police canine handler. I retired, I went through his school once I finished the military, and that has led me along this journey the entire way. And just the amount of confidence that it has brought in my life has been absolutely amazing. Now. I did it for six years and decided that wasn't for me anymore. I got what I needed from it. But just like with college, I would never have been able to go if the military didn't pay for it. And that's where I did my criminal justice background and my leadership minor, which led me to be very confident when I opened up a business, which no and one told me I could do. Be an excellent dog trainer. Exactly. First of all, I was supposed to be an FBI agent and I had I had the job in hand and decided I did not want to do that because I had all the other backgrounds that the military gave me and decided that I wanted to be a business owner. And even with the military, people said, you can't go in there, you're a woman, it's never gonna work out, it's, the military's not for women. And I was like, you know what? You tell me I can't do it, I'm gonna do it. When I became a dog trainer, open, opening a business, they said, you're never gonna make money, you're gonna fail, you wasted your college degree, you're not working for somebody else, there's, there's no future there. And even my parents, I was, they were very upset with me, almost disowned me because I wasted everything that I put in for all those years. And now look at me. Bright and beautiful and lovely, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's just, it's, it's fantastic. And I, in a way it's great because I get to learn more about you and, and it, I always enjoy having you on, on my show. So we need to get to the topic at hand. So Fido's New Year's resolutions, what do you think and what do you think the top resolution that most dogs would make? Well, if dogs could make New Year's resolutions, the top one might be to spend more time playing and getting treats, eating more. They definitely wouldn't be like us who are like, I want to eat less and lose weight. Dogs often prioritize activities, <clears throat> excuse me, that bring them joy and give them attention and affection like playing and that's so funny because in our last interview our interview with beth edelman she said the same thing cats want to play with us more that would be a great resolution um now toys what do you think yeah they would take it depends on the dog so some dogs really like toys some could care less but my dogs 
I got them toys for Christmas this year and puzzle games. And I'll tell you what, they were so excited to play with them because they usually just get their balls and their bent and bones, something like that. But we just started, I have puppies that were training. They all got toys and they love every morning. They get extra toy time already in the new year. That's great. So Alyssa, what about communications? Do you think our dogs would want better communication with us and how can that be done? Well, dogs do thrive on clear communication and understanding. And we as humans, we think we know what the dogs are trying to say to us or that we're clearly communicating with, with them. But most of the time, that's not really the case. If you improve your communication with your dog, you with consistent training and even just being flexible with what they need and what they want and their training style, understanding body language and spending quality time with them. Uh, training classes, learning about dog behavior can enhance this bond between you and your friend, your furry friend. Uh, and just one of the best things you can do for yourself and your dog this year is to learn how to communicate with your dog. Once you do, everything is limitless from then on out. Well, it's time for a commercial break and we'll be back with our guest dog trainer extraordinaire, my gal pal, former military personnel. We love having strong women on the show. Okay. So we'll be back after a commercial break. You are listening to the pet buzz with pet trendologist, Charlotte Reed and veterinarian, Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use the Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck here at the Pet Buzz. We are urban, suburban, and country. We're back with Alyssa Weimer, a dog trainer and founder of Paw and Order, a franchise-based dog training business. So what resolutions do you have for your dogs? Well, me personally, I have 12 dogs. So my New Year's resolution is really to be able to spend more time individually with all of them. Just like what Charlotte said before is when you have more than one dog, sometimes it's hard to give them all their individual needs. And with me being a business owner, it just it's it's can be hard. Uh, we just got an RV so we can we're going to start traveling with them so they can be at our side. We don't have to worry about stopping at hotels that are pet friendly and you can't take 12 dogs in a hotel. <laughs> but along the way, when we were in the RV, I plan on just just uh, getting the content together for their social media. Uh, we're we're working on their animal acting careers. And I just want to teach some new things along the way and spend time with my husband. So they are my family. I want to spend more time and focus uh, on the people and animals I love the most. So we're planning on doing that for, for to the fullest this entire year. I think that's great. I think that's fantastic. Dr. Tina's the same way with her four dogs, right? I mean, the Borzois, you know, there's three of them. And then of course you've got the Scottish deer hound who's just a little different. Yeah, our goals this year are um, hopefully to have puppies and to finish a couple of championships. So we'll see what happens. Ooh, puppies. That's one dog I've always wanted. <laughs> a Borzoi. I remember they were outside of the Russian tea room. There were two. Werner had two Borzois and you would, and they would be there probably from about five to seven outside sitting there. And you just, you couldn't help but wanting to pet them when you walked by or you, when you went into the Russian tea room, it was fantastic just fabulous. Uh, everybody knew those dogs in New York because he would walk them through Central Park and they were just, they were so elegant. I mean, it was just unbelievable. I think for me, 
I, you know, I, my dog Morrow, sometimes I don't spend as much time with him because the other three are younger and they take up so much time. Like if I'm sitting on the couch, they jump up there and Churchill sleeps on me or whatever. So I try every morning to put him up on the couch and watch at least an hour's worth of TV with him by petting him as well as talking to him when we go on our walks. We're going to have to have a conversation about these 12 dogs that you acquired. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they're, they're just, all big dogs, right? I mean, it's not like you got a French bulldog in that mix. We only have, we have one Pomeranian. Yeah, that I knew. I knew you had the one toy dog and he thinks he's a lion. He does. Yes. Okay. Well, when you go out to LA, I will tell you this, there's a million French bulldogs in the shelter and they could mm. use some training because most of them don't get any training. Right. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Yes. Thank you. Before you leave, give us your website so we can learn more about you and Paw and Order. Yes. So our website is www.pawandorder.com. And on Facebook, we are at Paw and Order PGH. And just to remind you, that was Paw and Order dog trainer and business owner, Alyssa Weimer, discussing what New Year's resolutions our dogs would make. Seems as if dog fighting is more of a problem these days than we thought. And now, Pet Buzz News from around the globe. An investigation by CNN found that the federal authorities seized more dogs last year through civil foreclosures than any other year since Vic was indicted. That's Michael Vic, and that was 2007. Court records and interviews further reveal how dogfighting has evolved in the Internet age with dog owners turning to encrypted message apps to exchange training tips and arrange fights. Hundreds of thousands of dollars may change hands in a single match, and breeders can make thousands on vials of semen or sales of puppies. While the brutal matches have been held in cities and towns across this country, records show federal authorities are seizing large quantities of animals in the southeast of the U.S., largely because the U.S. Attorney's Office in South Carolina has two prosecutors who focus on such cases. You know, years ago, dogfighters and the authorities that tracked down an estimated 40,000 people involved in organized dogfighting in the U.S. relied on word of mouth or underground magazines to learn about recent matches, training techniques, and medical care for fighting dogs, but the internet has completely transformed how fighters learn. You know, a few Google searches can tell an enterprising dog owner how to use a slat mill, a treadmill made for dogs to condition their animals. YouTube can tell a dog fighter how to use a flirt pole, a stick with a bungee cord attached to it to improve their endurance. The interested in breeding pit bulls can learn about bloodlines, from Reddit users. It's also altered how dog fighters communicate. Dog fighters often share their dog's weight and gender in private social media groups or through encrypted messaging apps to arrange fights. Not such a long time ago, we found out about a government official involved in dog fighting and reported it on this show. Court records provide grisly details on the how the grotesque sport has come to be. So it turns out when a Pentagon official was indicted in October, authorities searched his resident and discovered bloodstains in his home, basement, on the walls, furniture, and wood panels where prosecutors allege he fought dogs. Prosecutors allege that Frederick Douglas Morris Jr. owned 
uh, what's called a rape rack, which constrains a female dog for breeding purposes in a device made up of jumper cables that appear to have been used to electrocute dogs after losing fights. The docket for the case shows Moorfield pleaded not guilty. His attorney did not respond to a request for comment. Dog fighting generates money in so many ways. Handlers have been known to shell out 200000 to enter a dog in a fight. Spectators wager thousands on a match. Court records show a dog that wins can bring its owner additional riches and semen, stud fees, and puppies. The money flows beyond the dog owners. There are breeders who sell to dog fights, transporters who drive the animals out of the state for a fight, or who pick up dogs when they're sold, and promoters who charge entry fees. Dog fighting is some of the worst dog abuse there is. And if you suspect an individual is involved in dog fighting, call local authorities. That means the police. You can also call the Humane Society of the United States hotline. Their dog fighting hotline is 1-877-TIP-HSUS. You can call PETA immediately at 757-622-7382. You can also call the We Tip hotline at 1-800-78-CRIME. That's 1-800-78-CRIME. You can also call the Humane Society of the United States. Their puppy mill tip line is 877-645-5847 or an optional online tip form on their website if you go to hsus.org. We have to stop dog abuse in any form, especially all of these folks that are involved in dog fighting. How disgraceful a representative of the United States government has been involved and brought up on charges of dog fighting. I saw this video on Fox News this morning and I just had to share it because I loved it. News of the day got you down? No worries. Pet trendologist Charlotte Reed is here with Tell Me Something Good. This is a necessity like air and oxygen. Saying grace is a common practice among scores of religious households before eating a meal, but typically for humans only. One Texas family taught their three large dogs to say grace before eating, and now their toddler. Alora Brim has deemed it her responsibility now to make sure the dogs say grace. Well, imagine a three-year-old Texan opening up a door while carrying three feeding bowls. Once the dogs see her, they're excitable, they're barking and they're jumping. She remains calm, navigates the door with the food bowls in her hand and with an elevated voice tells them, say grace. Once she gives the command, all three dogs calm down and they lay down for their meal. Well, Alora's mother said in an interview with Fox Digital that being present and being grateful for even the smallest things like having your dogs love your children so much is important to me. And the father, Freddie, said, hope little Alora feels a sense of accomplishment each time she feeds the dogs, saying that she has a strong relationship with them. Alora's father also noted that the family is very careful. They never let little Alora Brim feed the dogs without parental supervision. Little Alora feeding her dogs in in such a way is really something good. You know, having dogs, it's we love to share our lifestyles with them. But the lifestyle, sharing that lifestyle, coupled with showing kids responsibilities with dogs. Now, that's something good. Dr. Tina, did you hear the bells? I did. It's a wrap. Wow. Time goes by so quickly. But before we go, we want to give you a preview of next week's show. Next week, we're talking about why some pet parents are avoiding giving their pets vaccines and why agility 
is a fun sport for pets and their people. Something that you can really enjoy taking your dog to during this winter season. Dr. Tina, can you thank our guest? I can. A special thanks to our guests, Beth Edelman and Alyssa Weimer. And I have to thank you personally for being my co-host. This is the second time that you've done it. How do you like it? It's a little nerve wracking. (laughs) It is, but you get used to it. And, you know, um, I think one of the things is really just being able to, you know, just enjoy the conversation with people, you know. And of course, we must thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin, coat, and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. And of course, Dr. Marty's Nature's Blend, biologically balanced nutrition. If you have a question, write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com and we'll cover it on next week's show. And if you've missed any portion of this show, visit the social media channels as well as your favorite streaming channel and listen to the linked podcast on Monday morning. Most importantly, remember, we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. www.thepetbuzz.com Learn more about us, the show, and our guests. You've never knowingly feed your dog sawdust, but it's one of the most common fillers found in dog food today. Even the ones labeled healthy can contain powdered cellulose, otherwise known as wood pulp. I'm veterinarian Dr. Marty Goldstein. Your dog needs a biologically appropriate diet. That's why I developed Nature's Blend. She developed an aggressive cancer. She was put on pain meds just to help cope. She was limping through life and got very, very dopey from the pain medication. Nature's Blend is made in North America and is pantry safe. Not only did it pique her interest in wanting to eat again, but it started to give her some energy. After she eats, she gets very playful, has a lot of puppy moments, and she'll be 14 this summer. For a limited time, save 54% off Nature's Blend and receive a free pack of premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. I guarantee it with a 100% 90-day return of your purchase price. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text off to opt out.